You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Joey's upcoming season of The Bachelor and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 373. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in this Thursday weekly show for you. We've got Temptation Island host Mark Wahlberg on the show this week. No, not Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Mark Wahlberg. No, not Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Please tell me you know that's from Airplane 2. Anyway, Mark Wahlberg's on the show this week, and we'll get to him momentarily. So let's start out with what's on the Daily Roundup today, the biggest topic of the day. And by the time you're listening to this, it might have already been released. I might be listening to it right now as we speak. But the fact is, Clayton Eckert is going to be on Nick Vial's podcast today. I'm not a fan of Nick. You know that. Don't appreciate how the guy has treated me in the past. But when he has an interview that is interesting, I will absolutely promote it. I want people to go listen to this today because the more people that listen to Clayton's case and who are people that haven't paid attention to Dave Neal and I in the last four months are probably going to be hearing this for the first time. If you look at a lot of the comments under the teaser that Nick posted last night under the Vile Files Instagram page, there were a lot of people that seemed to be hearing this story for the first time. You know, nothing that Clayton said in the minute teaser was anything that we haven't heard if you've followed it at all in the last four months. So I think it's going to be a lot of Hey, if you've listened to Dave or listened to me the last four months, you're going to hear a lot of repeat things. In fact, probably all of it, you know. Um, but the, the the good thing about all of this is you're going to be hearing it out of Clayton's mouth for the very first time. You're actually going to hear him talk about it, hear about the the maybe the pain in his voice of how much this has emotionally weighed on him that he's had to deal with this woman, Laura Owens, for seven months just making his life an absolute living hell for no other reason that he didn't want to date her. They hooked up one night and he didn't want anything after that, which every guy in America is absolutely allowed to do. Just like any woman in America is absolutely allowed to basically ghost a guy after a hookup. That's all it was. And now here we are eight months later, they hooked up on May 20th. It's almost January 20th. And he is still dealing with the ramifications of a one night hookup with her because, as we know, she's been claiming for seven months up until two weeks ago she was pregnant with his twins. And then all of a sudden she says in court documents, I'm no longer pregnant. So can we just drop this whole thing? So, again, so much doesn't make sense, but it'll be good to finally hear you've you've heard me and Dave read her emails to you. You've heard Dave and I read excerpts from court documents from this case you've heard clayton speak on a hearing that he's had when she filed a tro against him and he filed uh, a tro basically an injunction against harassment against her you've heard her speak in that injunction against harassment hearing back on november 2nd but you're now actually getting to hear clayton talk for the first time regarding what exactly his feelings are, what exactly he's been through. I'm sure they're going to go over a lot of the emails. And that's my whole th- issue with this whole interview. 
I never thought that Clayton was doing my podcast first. This has nothing to do with sour grapes. I'm well aware that he was never going to do my podcast first. And I get it. I accept that. My whole thing is Nick had all this information available to him within the last four months and didn't bother to cover it and shied away from it. He might have brought up, oh, Clayton's involved in a crazy case, but we've been over this numerous times about how he has not chosen to cover this purposely. Dave and I have. And now all of a sudden, he's going to cover it like he's breaking some news here and, oh my gosh, can you believe this woman did this? It's like, yeah, welcome to the party, pal. We've been saying all this stuff for four months. The emails that Clayton is probably going to share on the air on Nick's show are emails that you've heard Dave go over, emails that I've read parts of in my podcast. So it's probably going to be a lot of the same stuff, but I'm not telling you don't go listen to it because I guess it's like two hours long. So you're going to get a lot of Clayton and finally hearing a lot of his side because the only time you've heard from him was at the first hearing, which was, I believe, October 24th. Dave just had the audio of it in his, any act of video of it, because that was the baby bump video where Laura was actually on screen and had a fake baby bump on. You can actually go listen to that and see Clayton, but Clayton was in a court setting where he was answering questions from opposing counsel who was trying to get him to, you know, say something or try and get him to slip up or something. You know, he was, he was under oath. This is him just talking freely about what his life has been life and what he's had to deal with for the last eight months since May 20th, that fateful night where, frankly, we all know what happened. You know, it's been Clayton has laid out exactly what happened that night. No sexual intercourse happened. There was oral sex that happened. and Somehow this woman is pregnant with twins 11 days later, by the way. Let's remember that. She said she tested on June 1st and was pregnant with twins. Already a flaw in that story. Now you continue on. And you're just like, OK. But then all the things that we were asking in no, in October, in November and December, which was just, OK, then just prove to us you're pregnant. Why are you sitting here getting mad at everybody and firing off lawsuits? Just show us you're pregnant. And we'll drop the story. And the woman never did. Laura never did. So nobody ever believes that she's been pregnant. So. We're, you're going to hear Clayton say that in the podcast tomorrow. He's going to be like, I never got her pregnant. She was never pregnant. She's lying, and I can't let this woman get away with this anymore. It's I've It would be a disservice if I let her get away with it. So we'll basically get to hear maybe his plan of action, where he's at right now, what he plans on doing going forward. So definitely tune into that Vile Files podcast. It might be out already. I don't know when Nick posts his podcast, but we will definitely be talking about it tomorrow. This podcast brought to you by HelloFresh. Get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients of seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Don't let recipe boredom strike because HelloFresh has more options than ever before. I used to promote Green Chef on this. Well, Green Chef is now owned by HelloFresh. They've got a wider array of meal plans to choose from. There's something for everyone. That's why I love switching between the brands, because now you, the listeners, can enjoy both brands at a discount with me. And this time, they're giving you free breakfast for life. That's right. Go to HelloFresh.com slash RealitySteveFree. Use code RealitySteveFree for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item 
per box while your subscription item is active while your subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash reality Steve Free with promo code reality Steve Free. HelloFresh. America's number one meal kit. Also brought to you by Microdose. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. Get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at Microdose.com. Promo code RealitySteve. It is available nationwide. That's Microdose.com. Promo code RealitySteve for 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com. Promo code RealitySteve. All right, let's get going. Podcast number 373. All right, let's bring him in. Uh, he is the host of Temptation Island. He's a multi-time guest on this podcast who's now finally gotten into the podcast world himself with his podcast, Bonfire Talks. It is Mark Wahlberg. Mark, how you doing? I'm great, man. Thanks for having me on. So let's talk about it. You've been saying for a while now that uh, you were going to do a podcast, and now you're all in. Uh, you've had four episodes. This is... This is not a Temptation Island gossip or tea podcast. You know a lot of people working in the industry over the years, and now it's your chance you know, to talk to them on a different level. How have you uh, liked doing the podcast so far? Well, it is uh, fantastic, so much fun, and I'm sorry I'm late to the game. I was going to do a podcast for the last season of Temptation Island, and contractually I wasn't able to do that. Mm. And so uh, I've been hinting about this. Actually, people have been saying to me, you know, where's the podcast for several years now? So finally, I found a place, and and I guess if this goes under the heading of uh, advice that I should take for myself is like, doing is better than thinking about it. Yeah. Just just get in and do it. So, you know, I'm figuring it out on my feet, but it's really fun. I love the freedom. Looking forward to the kind of guests I'm going to have and, and kind of doing a broad scope of what kind of stuff I'm going to have on the podcast and then sort of hone it down into where it feels the most comfortable as I get going. Yeah, I mean, the the transition into a podcast just always seemed natural for you just because of how we all saw you handle bonfires on the show. You have a very calming presence about you. You always seem to know what to say, how to say it, and in a delivery that wasn't, you know, mean or condescending to anybody. So, you know, doing this now Thanks. in podcast form where you don't have anyone in your ear, you can just riff on what you like. Does it feel a little, like, liberating for you to do this? It well, first of all, let me just say that I, I had so much freedom on Temptation Island to kind of do my thing uh, with guidance and help, but within that lane. I, I'll tell you, it is both liberating and daunting. And I talked about it. I recorded an episode today, and I talked about it today. I said, you know, what's interesting is for my whole career, I've been the guy who does what the show needs and the producers are asking of me, and sometimes it's great. Doing your own podcast, and this is where my hat's off to guys like you, is nobody's telling you what to do. Yeah. So when you show up and you do it, it's you said it, you chose it, and this is what's up. And so that that uh, got in my head a little bit. But um, I really love it. It's really free and fun and, you know, um, a great chance to get friends of mine on the show. Sometimes the episodes are just funny and stupid, and sometimes they're deep and bonfire-y, and I'm trying my hand at it. Some of them are behind the scenes. So I'm trying my hand at all of that to see which ones land the best. and. And uh, seeing uh, where it takes me. So I know you've only done four episodes, but have you had this happen to you? Have you had anybody say to you, like, hey, you said this on the podcast and I wanted to ask you about this or whatever, and you were just like, I don't even remember saying that. I, or I, so, Have you done that? Has that happened to you? No, not really, because here's where we're at with the podcast. I've recorded several episodes. 
I think there are three or four of them up now. If you tell me there's four, that means a new one got up today. Yeah. We put them up just to kind of put them up so that when people discover the podcast, that this is really the first time I'm officially announcing it to anybody of, of uh, substance, you know? So thank you for the opportunity. There's the idea is that when people come and start wanting to come weekly, that there's some backlog of some episodes to enjoy. So it's not just one episode now. Um, but right now we, it's literally at its, at its infancy. So nobody really knows about it yet. And so there hasn't been a lot of traffic and talk about it yet, but friends and family who have been giving me uh far more advice than I asked for <laughs> have seemed to like um, most of the episodes and have tips for me to be better. And it's really, really fun. So I'm really excited about it. So one of the, one of the guests that you have had on that's been released, I want to pull it up. So I make sure I have it right is, um, is Mark DiCarlo who was yeah. uh, from the eighties, uh, a, a TV guy from the eighties that you seem to see on a lot of game shows. I remember it was probably early 90s. I was either in late high school, early college years. It was late high school, so early 90s for me. I remember I actually, me and a best friend applied and went down to wherever the casting call was for one of Mark's shows. It was called Busted, and it was just a game show of two best friends, and you basically had to answer questions about each other, something like that. But when you had yeah. him on the podcast, I was like, hey, I, I was almost on one of that guy's shows uh, you know, years Mark, ago. Mark is one one of my closest friends and one of the funniest people I know um, and my biggest supporter. And I met him when he was hosting a huge hit dating show called studs. Oh yeah. And that's kind of where he came to be. And that was in the nineties and I was his warm up guy and we became best friends. We produce shows together. We've, you know, become dear friends throughout our entire careers. And so as I started the podcast thing, I'm like, you know what, Mark, just come down. And meanwhile, I, I had him come on. He's been on a couple episodes that we've recorded. And he keeps saying, so I'm the per I, you know, I'm the permanent sidekick, right? And I'm like, no, Mark, that's not how this works at all. But I sure do love talking to you. So, you know, and he's the voice of Jimmy Neutron's dad on the Jimmy Neutron cartoon. Mm. So he's got this whole Comic Con world that uh loves him and and he's just like a go to for me when I need to have a pal of mine who knows me from way back to talk about stuff. Uh he's he's a safe place. So I have a good time with him. You know, something that I, you and I have never spoken about, because every time we've talked, it's usually been to preview the, you know, the upcoming season of, of Temptation sure. Island and whatever. So I, I've i never really talked to you about your um, hobbies or personal life or anything like that. From what I've gathered on Instagram, you're a huge sneaker guy, right? Like you I'm, love your old I'm school a, Jordans, right? <laughs> I'm kind of a poser in that world, but I'd like to be a huge sneaker guy. <laughs> so... Uh, there's a little bit of a story there. Um, I, I mean, I like sneakers, but what happened was I ended up getting cast. A friend of mine produced this show called Sneakerheads, and that's one of the episodes that's on the podcast. I talk about this. And he put me in a sort of a stunt casting thing, and uh, that was my introduction into the world of sneakers. So I kind of got a couple pair, and I kind of dug it, and I was excited about it. And so when I got to Temptation Island <laughs> – um, I told the producers, I said, you know what would be cool if, if I wore sneakers in, in the show? Like, that was my thing. And I think it would be good for the audience. But really, it was just a way for them to buy me shoes I couldn't afford. <laughs> so I have a handful, but nowhere compared to what my friends have. And I'm hoping, you know, that life and my career and my children's needs go down and my, my needs get met more. I can buy more of these shoes and, and, and really be a poser. And you were – it's not so it's not like you have a closet full of – 
you know, no. retro Jordans from, you know, 85 or anything like that. I have a couple really good pair of shoes. And I have a lot of pair that aren't of huge value, but I like them. And every now and then I pick up a new pair, but none of them are like, I'm not a collector like to, to flip them, you know? Gotcha. Uh, but I, I love wearing them and I, I wear them every day and I play basketball. So I have a lot of basketball shoes as well. So yeah, I'm kind of a poser in that world, but I like it. How was the, uh, appearing in the episode of Sneakerheads, which is on Netflix, right? It's a Netflix show. It's a Netflix show. The whole thing was, as I say on the podcast, is the cringiest moment in my career and one of the greatest moments in my career. I was completely out of my element. I did not know what to expect. I was not prepared. And I was playing Mark Wahlberg, the actor, which oh. which is something I've never wanted to do because I never wanted to kind of like get in his kitchen in any way, shape or form, you know. But it turned out to be pretty funny, and uh, I tell the whole story uh, on the podcast just because I thought it was funny. And um, kind of the takeaway on that is you you really just never know where you're going to get called into action, and you never know what's going to come out of the other end of it. Well, the funny thing is, for years, I mean, ever since uh, T.I. got rebooted here and it was on USA for five seasons, the right. amount of people that mistook you on Twitter – for Mark Wahlberg, the other Mark Wahlberg is just astounding, and you you love responding my, to them too. It's funny. <laughs> my social media experience is ninety percent responding to people who who DM'd me or or tagged me in things that aren't meant for me. So that's my yeah. life's purpose yeah. is to correct everybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's I mean, it's is it spelled the same way? I can't even. Uh, no, you're, not spelled you're the same way. You're H L, right? And he's just A L. No, he's H. He's A H L, and I'm W A L. You are A L. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, that but yeah, I mean, people see the same name and immediately assume. Oh. I mean, we see it all the time, especially when other people same thing. It is just it's hilarious though, because you get blamed for stuff that he does, which he I, you know. I get all kinds of stuff. I no matter what, if he gets a movie that's coming out and he's promoting it, then I get flooded with stuff, <laughs> and um, and you know I'm constantly being kind to people and saying you know the personal messages. Hey, I think this is meant for somebody else. Here's where you can find it. So I, I do that as much as I can. So you know, it is what it is. I can laugh at it. We, we talked, um, you know, we talked briefly about Mark DiCarlo and, and, and just the fact of uh, game shows, and you were involved in um, in shows like that coming up in your in your TV career, and the one that I've always talked about a lot because it was so uh, amazing to me was was Moment of Truth. I mean, it was. Yeah, the show was so. I mean, for its time, it was generational. Just like I can't believe I'm yeah. watching this. Yeah, I said it when I got it. I didn't <laughs> want to do it. I I tell that I may no, I don't think I tell that story yet. But um, I told it on Cody Coe's, uh YouTube channel. Um, but basically, I wasn't supposed to do it. They had a different host. Uh, they parted ways at like nine o'clock at night on the night that they were doing the pilot. They called me and said, "Could you come fill in?" <laughs> I did it, and I told my wife, I'm like, I just did the craziest pilot, and there's no way I'm doing the series. It's too too much. And then uh, they made me an offer, and I took it. <laughs> was there was there a moment on Moment of Truth, the, the biggest one that sticks out to you? Was there one that was just like, I can't believe I said that or oh, they said that? There was an episode where I came on ahead of the episode and said, look, I didn't want them to air this. I'm saying that now. I, I and I realize as I'm saying it, all I'm doing is promoting it even further. But yeah, you know, people ask, was there a cringy moment? I would say every single moment of that show was cringy for me. If you know me, 
you know that I don't like confrontation. I like everybody to be happy and, and most importantly, emotionally respectful of one another. And this show was everything but that. Yeah, it was one that was 180 degrees different than than that, yeah. what you just described. But yeah. it was it was like, you know, the proverbial pile up on the freeway. Everyone just yeah, yeah. had to tune in. It was. It was. And I like with everything, try to, you know, find, you know, what can we learn out of even this? And I, I think the one thing I learned from that show is don't judge other people uh, for what they have done and what they think is okay. And if the spotlight's on you, you may not be looking as good. You know, the people we think are, are oh my God, I can't believe what they're admitting to. If any of us are in that seat, you know, it could look the same way. So I try to, same thing with Temptation Island. I take judgment out of the equation entirely. And just look at them as human beings having a human experience, and what can we learn from that? How many episodes did that have? Moment of truth. We did something like twenty-six episodes, but the second season didn't air mm. because the show got canceled. Because of um, well, it got canceled. Whatever the reason, what they told me is because the stock market crash and all the advertisers pulled. But um, you know, there were a bunch of episodes that didn't air. And I think some of them found their way to YouTube. I really don't know. Mm. But, uh, yeah, we did a bunch of them. Yeah, it was – I don't even it, know if a nuts. show like – I don't even know if a show like that could be made today. As much as I want it to come back, I don't I don't know. Uh, in the culture that we're in and the times that yeah. we're in, it's almost it too cruel. Uh, it, it doesn't it, it doesn't feel right to me. Yeah. Um, there is a version of it that would that – kind of takes a little higher road in exploring the gap between you know what we think is true about ourselves and what is actually true about ourselves but you know that once again that's that's Walbert getting heady yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I don't know if that ever plays on TV but that's kind of where I come from yeah so yeah uh, the good news is nobody's asking me to do it right now <laughs> so and these clips keep showing up from 2008 they keep showing up virally here and there and people are like I can't believe the show and you know I I you know I talk to whoever wants to talk to him about it <laughs> Is that something that um, the whole game show idea, is that something that you enjoyed? Maybe not that particular show, but other ones that you've done, maybe other ones that you even auditioned for. Is that something I, that you think you could do yeah, again? I like game shows. Yeah, um, I started my career doing game shows. Uh, there's always been one sort of in my life. Uh, when I'm doing other stuff like reality or, or talk or whatever, there's always a game show in the works. And um, I can't... Uh, I can't contractually say anything to you except that um, it's very possible that I'll be doing another game show very soon. Oh. So um, that's me saying as much as I'm allowed to say. Well, along those same lines, um, obviously having you on, and I've had you on a lot to talk about seasons of Temptation Island. Um, the last season of Temptation Island aired in, in 2023. That was season five. And so I think a lot of my listeners and the people that have followed you and followed the show are just curious. What can you say about a potential? Uh, is there going to be a next season of temptation Island is, is has something been shot and we're just waiting for it to air. Or what can you say? Nothing's been shot. Okay. And, and if you're a fan of temptation Island, all I can say is don't despair. Uh, Without saying much more than that, I, I don't think it's the end of the show. Okay, great. That's great to hear. And obviously, yeah. if something comes about, obviously we'll know. I'm sure you'll 
you know, tweet something out or whatever, and then we just kind of follow it from there. I'll, repost I'll, it. I'll give you a call as soon as I can talk about it. Yeah. Um, in the podcast world, like doing this, like I mentioned at the beginning of this, it's not a Temptation Island, you know, gossip or tea podcast, but you have one of your episodes that has been released. It has been with um, uh, the producer of the show, the EP of the show, and one of the producers right. from it. So you have talked about it. Are you planning on having contestants, past contestants on? Yeah, hundred um, uh, percent. Not just contestants, but um, I think better is to say I'll, I plan on having more conversations that pertain to it. So it could be different people that have been on the show. It could be people who have been on other shows, and it can be us talking about whatever issues came up on the episodes that we shot. Yeah. If and when there are more episodes to air, then I probably will turn my focus. Uh, at least once a week to that, um, as anyone would do who had a podcast. So, you know, that that's in the works too. If, if the show shows up again and I'm doing it, then I will certainly bring that to the podcast as well. Yeah, no, it's, it's good to, it's good to hear. I think a lot of people, you know, want to hear from maybe some people involved in, in it. And obviously because social media has played such a huge role in, in television now, and just fans have free reign and free access to, giving their opinion to anybody that they see on television, it's it's made it difficult. And especially for people on that show where everybody's got an opinion on how could you stay with somebody who cheated or how can you not stay with her or not stay with him. And, you know, I think this last season, I guess the biggest thing was, God, I'm, I'm already blanking. <laughs> um, what's his name? Hall. 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 Yeah. Obviously. Was, it, it was just an onslaught of – people who yeah, had hey, an opinion on what he did. Um, you bet. And I, the only thing I'll say about that um, is, you know, for whatever you feel about him and that story and all of them, that uh, I can say beyond a shadow of a doubt that Hall and uh, Michaela are still together and really, really happy. Yeah. So, you know, how things go down, we can debate uh, who he was in the time when he was making those decisions we could talk about. But at the end of the day, what I hope to have happen for everybody seems to happen, and that is that you leave the island in a better place than where you came. And even though uh, for Caitlin it was really, really, really painful, and I've talked to her about that, um, she's doing really great in her life. You know, so you know, like I always say, you know, in relationship, and one of the maybe this is me justifying Temptation Island, but for those people who choose to come on the show. You know, whether that's a choice you or I would make, the possibility is is to learn something uh, to allow you to correct course before kids and houses and lives are involved in a more substantial way. And so, you know, in Hall's case, we have to give him room for growth and who he is as a person is not a bad person. He's a, he's a good guy. Um, and good people sometimes make choices we don't agree with, but it seems like He's figured some stuff out and that they really are crazy about one another. And I couldn't be happier about that. Yeah. I saw on social media that they were I the other day, uh, maybe like within the last two weeks, I think it was just over the holidays. Um, I think I follow Caitlin on Instagram. So I just follow her stuff. She's very involved in like aerobics or athletics, teaching classes and stuff like that. And I was She's just got like, a business, a really big business. As a matter of fact, I had her on the podcast. I haven't dropped it yet. Oh, okay. Um, and she's got a really big fitness business that is looking to franchise. I mean, she's doing great. Yeah. And so, you know, 
that that's great. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's, that's also the thing that I really love is that I'm in touch with so many people that were on the show over the years and, and I'm constantly checking in and they're, you know, responding so that I know how they're doing. And for the most part, you know, it's a good thing. Yeah. When I saw her, I was just like, Oh wait, by the way, whatever happened to the guy that she was with hall. And then I just had to yeah. pull up his yeah. last name again and I found him. I'm just, and his Instagram is filled with videos and pictures of, of him and Michaela still together. That's so, right. That's right. You know, good for them. I mean, yeah. it was tough in the moment. And, you know, your role on that show, we've talked about it over the years. It's not easy because we're all sitting at home screaming at the television and you're able to get your point across and get your message across to whoever it may be in such a way that I just don't think a lot of people would and could do it that way because here was a guy hall that you know sat there on the show and said yeah i never should have been with you i my mistake and just was owning up to it whether it was on the show when you guys were filming on on the island and even mm -hmm. on the reunion show it was the same thing it was just a reunion show mm -hmm. came around he was just like yeah i screwed up i should have never been with you as long as i did and then caitlin's like then why did you i shouldn't have and it's just like okay i guess we just go our separate ways here now but it's like you still feel bad for caitlin but hall is saying and owning what he did as opposed to he's one of the few actually that owned what he did now i don't agree with how he did it but he owned it at least well i i love that you say that because we can always disagree on how people get to whatever they get to um but uh ownership of your actions is really important and big with me uh i think you're right that he did own up to it as to the best of his ability in the moment and um and I, again, it goes back to what I was saying before. If we look at anybody's relationship, you know, and compare, you know, we're all a little bit messy. So it, it, relationship is difficult and making the right choices and being loving and thoughtful to someone else is difficult. And uh, I think we're all, no matter where we are in our relationship, there's stuff to learn and, and stuff to get better at. I, I wanted to bring up something else that happened at the reunion because it, I know it was a big deal because it brought you to tears. And now I'm remembering, forgetting what it was. What was the thing that brought, that got you emotional on the reunion show? You know, um, it was the talk about whether or not, um, someone, uh, got pregnant and, oh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. And, uh, you know, not to get in again, not to get any judgment or, or politics or anything about all that. It just immediately hit me from a place of looking at this uh, woman and thinking of my own daughter and thinking of, you know, how tricky life is and how, you know, how things can go down. So I just, I, yeah, all that plus doing the reunion in general gets me a little bit um, in my feelings. Yeah. And so it was a long day and it was a lot of information. I, my heart was bleeding pretty hard. And, and um, look, I'm not immune. So I, I kind of broke down and kind of had a little fit. <laughs> when that came out, was that the first you had heard of it? Or had you heard rumblings or when they no, said No, no, that, that's, you, you'd be surprised what I don't know. Okay. Like what happens in the, in the reunion show is 80%, 95% uh, surprise to me. So you had no idea that she had been through that. Yeah. And you know, and you, you know, so you're, you're making a call on the fly and trying to be responsible and, and, uh, but that's the, that's the whole experience with temptation Island is that I really on purpose don't engage in the reality part of the show. They're producing it. It's happening. They're going through what they're going through. But what I deal with is what we see in the clips and how we feel about the clip. 
you know, and I kind of try to stay in that lane because that's, you know, the lane I'm supposed to serve. And so, uh, you know, when I watched the show on the air, my wife and I watched the show, we're like, we were there and we had no idea this was going on. <laughs> and, and, uh, and we watch it like viewers going, Oh my God, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's such a, it's such a wild ride. And, you know, I, I know that a lot of people when they did watch temptation Island were just, you want to see the most salacious clips shown because those are the ones that get the biggest reaction, get somebody to be like, Oh, you know, screw him. I, I can't believe he said that I'm done with him. And then you, I mean, how many times in five seasons did we hear? Usually it was one of the women saying, I am done with him. And then within a few bonfires later, they weren't done with them, but it's that emotional reaction immediately sure. that you immediately takes over you. And you're able well, to talk them down off the ledge, essentially. Well, I try to give a a perspective, and I I and I say this on camera sometimes, and then and it ends up getting cut. Sometimes I say it off camera. I say, you know, these clips are crazy, and um, you need to know that they are taken out of context. So you don't know what happened before or what happened after them. And what I try to coach towards is rather than looking and deciding who did what to whom. Look more about how do you feel on seeing whatever this is and let that kind of inform how you feel about the person. You know, because when you see something happening, it evokes an emotion that is an answer to the question about do I really love this guy or not? Or do I really love this girl or not? And so I've seen people see clips and go, you know, I'm happy she's having a good time and that tells me a lot. And then I see people completely crushed and that tells me a lot. And so, um, I, I guess that's, again, some sort of justification for the clips being crazy, but they know they're going to see the craziest stuff, and it's up for them to decide how they feel about it. And that's what I try to help with. And I, I think one of the other ones, and I think that, I, that I'd say speaks to what I just talked about, was this past season with Vanessa and Roberto, because she was a firecracker who mm. – very much led by her emotions and immediately was set off by the first bad thing she saw of Roberto on a clip. And mm -hmm. yet I was just like, no way that these two are ever going to make it long-term, even if they did leave the Island together. But she seemed to, she seemed to learn a lot about herself um, during the last season of temptation Island. And I give her credit because I never saw it because she seemed at the beginning first few episodes, I was like, this woman is so stubborn and doesn't want to see what she's doing to this guy who's younger than her. And she just constantly throwing out the, the age difference and you're too immature for me. And also like, and she seemed right. to actually take that and take your advice and be like, yeah, you know what? I have been too hard. And I just never saw her saying that. So props well, to her, I guess. Props to her and props to anyone. And, and the takeaway from that is, it's not up to us to decide what other people's capacity for growth or change is, right? And so um, I think you're right. She saw a lot about herself and asked those questions. And the fact whether they stay together or didn't stay together is less of a concern. But um, I, was, I was appreciative that our relationship, hers and my relationship, which was, um, you know, pretty in your face, there was still space to have those conversations and consider, you know, consider something to learn. And um, I think she's a champion in that area. I'm very fond of her. I've spoken to her several times since the show. 
And, um, you know, again, we're all on a path to grow and, you know, make our next relationship better than the one before us and correct the things that we don't like that we want to fix. So, you know, good for her. And she's doing well post-show? Uh, she seems to be. I follow. I spoke to her while the show was going on uh, briefly and um, because that's a lot for these guys. And then uh, I follow her on all of her stuff, and she just seems to be having a great time. She looks terrific, and, you know, I every now and then reach out and say, hey, you know, if you want to talk, I'm, I'm always around. So that's me being codependent with all my <laughs> former contestants. Well, I mean, it's it's great to hear. And like we said, the, the Bonfire Talks is pretty much just launched. Your four episodes are up on Bonfire Talks. Um, obviously, <clears throat> you have a lot more coming up. Is there any guests that you can promote that you want to promote that are going to be coming up yeah, that you want to get out there? Yeah, the, you know, I, I've got Mark DiCarlo coming back on. I've got a good friend of mine, Dondre Whitfield, who is a um, pretty big actor you've seen on uh, the Oprah Winfrey channel. He was in uh, Queen Sugar, and he's done a lot of other stuff. He's also written a, a book about responsibilities we have as men, you know, as a father and as a, a partner and uh, in his specific situation as a black man. And uh, he wrote this book called Male Versus Man. So we had this really deep conversation about his philosophy, about how, you know, we approach relationship and things like that. So that's coming up. I think that dropped today. And um, I'm talking to well, a couple podcasters that I really like um, whose relationship I'm fascinated with who were um, uh, – it, it, their podcast is called Your Mom and Dad Podcast. Oh, yeah. And – Formerly, she was part of Chatty Broads, yes. and it was a Bachelor podcast mostly. And uh, I've been on their podcast several times, and they're going to grace me by coming on mine. And I'm looking forward to that. And then, I've, you know, I think um, coming up, I might have JoJo and Jordan, who hosted The Big D. Jojo, JoJo Fletcher and Jordan Rogers mm -hmm. are uh, saying they will come on and do the show. We're waiting for football to be done. But, uh, yeah, so I think we're going to see people you know, and then I'm going to introduce you to some people you should know. And then sometimes it would be just me. So, you know, uh, by the way, it's kind of hard to find because I haven't done any of the SEO and anything on it. So uh, it's at Bonfire Talks Podcast is the easiest way to find us. Yeah. And um, and so, yeah, yeah, I'm going to give it a shot. I, if nothing more, I'm really enjoying it. You know, I'm really, really enjoying it. Yeah. Go into Apple Podcasts. All you got to do is a search. Type in Bonfire Talks with Mark Wall. You can just type in Bonfire Talks. It's going to come up. It'll be First bonfire talks season. podcast you need to put bonfire talks podcast is the easiest way to find us oh with podcasts yeah okay got it. yeah because there's a couple other bonfire things out there oh okay got it so bonfire yeah. talks podcast type it in wherever you get your uh, podcast listen to it like we said it's been and, uh, four episodes uh, in and uh obviously more coming here yeah and uh check out youtube too because it's on youtube oh is it it's so, is it video yeah. as well yeah video as well and the video yeah. is bonfire at bonfire or bonfire, at bonfire Talk talks podcast, podcast. Perfect. Yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah. I didn't know it was video, too. Okay, great. Yeah, um, well, you know, I'm a TV guy. I yeah, got to have cameras. That's right. <laughs> TV guy's not just going to do straight audio. God, no yeah, way. No. <laughs> Although this morning uh, when I went into the studio, I thought it would be better if it was audio only. I don't think I can pull myself together for this. Yeah. <laughs> I did it anyway. Well, Mark, thanks again for coming on. really appreciate it. Check him out at Bonfire Talks Podcast on YouTube and wherever you listen to your podcast. Great to have you on. We will be in touch. Let me know the second there is any news regarding a potential future season of Temptation Island. I will get it out to my listeners. I will call you as soon as I know something, and I, I 
well, just want to thank you for having me on and and your listeners. I, I many of them have reached out to me over the time I've spoken to you. So thank you guys for being so great. And if you feel like uh, doing that, uh, you know, like, subscribe, and whatever all that stuff is, I'd be grateful. Yep, we'll do. Thanks, Mark. I really appreciate it. All right, man. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you to Mark for coming on. Really appreciate it. He's always a great talk. And Bonfire Talks is now on. Bonfire Talks podcast is now on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. Just do that search. He's also on YouTube, which I did not know. Um, but you know him. He's like the when when Temptation Island made its reboot and they did five seasons of it on USA. It was so great to have him back on television because I thought he was the best host on television. Not only was he the best host, but he also had the most work to do. I mean, we talk about, we make fun of Chris Harrison and Jesse Palmer and the fact that there just isn't anything for them to do. They don't talk to the contestants. And if they do, a lot of it is cut and it's left on the editing room floor. We don't see them interact and maybe give a pep talk or a speech or, you know, a couple times we did see Jesse has spoken to the lead or maybe a contestant and pulled them aside. But what Mark does on that show and the way he spoke to all those contestants at bonfire was just like you just how many times were you watching that show and you're just like this guy knows exactly what to say and how to say it pretty much everybody said that and how many you go on twitter the nights of the episodes aired and you'd see so many people on twitter saying i wish mark was my you know therapist and i wish mark would you know narrate my life and stuff like that i mean he's He's so good at what he does. I love having him on. He'll always be a guest welcomed on this show. So thanks again to Mark Walbert for coming on. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcast. Also follow Mark on Bonfire Talk uh, on the Bonfire Talks podcast as well. Give likes, follows, all that stuff. Anyway, uh, so for Mark Wahlberg, I'm Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.